from the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu. Get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry products of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ishmaela Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry products at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233 Two seven seven two five zero four two zero or plus two three three two four nine three nine three three six one. Email us revishmaila at gmail.com. Visit our website icgcislegon.com. Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life. No more struggle, no more challenges, no more battle because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said, After today, you shall rest from your battle the battle of your marriage, the battle of your business, the battle of your finances, the battle of your sickness, the battle of your shame, the battle of your disgrace, the battle of your setback, the battle of the pain you don't want to forget. God said, You will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. We give you glory for your honor. We thank you for your mercy. We commit the service into your hands. We ask of your spirit and your grace to take over. Have absolute way with our life. Do that which, O oh God, concerns you for our life. And let your name be glorified and be exalted. In Jesus' name, I call it done. Amen. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 13 says, Therefore my people have gone into captivity. Why? Because they have no knowledge. Their honorable men are famished. And their multitude dry up with thirst. He's saying that the children of Israel have gone into captivity. And they are being into captivity. It's not because of God's fault. It's not because of the error of God. But it is the error of the people because they did not have what? Knowledge. Say knowledge. Say knowledge. So lack of knowledge can take you into captivity. Now captivity is the, is the issue or the state where you are bound. The state where you become a slave. The state where you answer to only your master. The state where you are not able to become what God wants you to be. The state where your choices are limited. Or your choices are decided for you. So anytime somebody is in captivity, the person is more like, if you can't guess it well, just figure somebody in prison or behind prison bars. Amen. So whenever you are in captivity, it means that you don't have any freedom. And he's saying that the captivity took place because Israel lacked knowledge. And not only that, it is not only the people as a general, but they are honorable men. Say honorable men. That's the word honorable men also can go for honorable women. Now to be honorable means to be valued or to attain certain status of respect or recognition. And he's saying that they're honorable, so they have the title honorable, but at the same time they are in captivity. So you can be honorable, 
in the sight of men or honorable as a title or honorable as a as as as, as a way of position or influence but if you lack certain knowledge you can go into captivity if you lack knowledge in the area of health you can go into captivity if you lack knowledge in the area of finance you can be in captivity so to be in captivity is to actually be in bondage if you lack knowledge in the area of marriage you can be in captivity are you understand what i'm saying so he says that my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge the key word there is that they have no what? Isaiah 33 verse 6. Isaiah 33 verse 6. It reads, he said, wisdom and knowledge. Say wisdom and knowledge. He said, wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times. And the strength of, and the strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Now, he's saying that wisdom and knowledge also brings what? Stability. Say stability. Say stability. That means one, if you lack knowledge, you can go into captivity. Two, if you have wisdom and knowledge, you have stability in life. So, in other words, anybody you find in life who is unstable in business, unstable in marriage, unstable academically, unstable in ministry, unstable in his dealing with people and in things, that person lacks knowledge and wisdom. And, and the knowledge here we are talking about is not you reading some books and quoting certain things or, 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 or able to, to, to be able to argue your point out or having a certificate or having a degree or having a, a doctorate or whatever it is. It is good. Amen. But the knowledge we are talking about here is to be full of what God says about you. What is God saying concerning his word or what is God saying concerning instructions for your life? You can acquire the knowledge of the word and it becomes sensuous and you can go astray. But when you have the knowledge of God, you are able to even manage the knowledge of the word so effectively to your advantage. And wisdom is the acquisition of God's grace that has been sent to us to have information about how God does things. So if you receive wisdom, you have insight into the things of God. You have insight into how things function and how things are related. When you have wisdom, you are able to decipher between what is wrong and what is the truth. When you have wisdom, everything step you take, you know that there is certain reactions or actions concerning what you do. A wise person considers his choices, but a fool does not. Amen. So say knowledge and wisdom shall be your stability. So can I suggest to you, if our life is not stable, then it means that we are lacking certain information of vital truth that is why we are where we are. We I suggest to you that anybody under the sound of my voice, you are where you are based on the level of information you have. And you can be beyond where you are based on the level of information also that you have. You behave the way you behave or we behave the way we behave based on our level of information. And we can behave differently 
based on the information also that we acquire. So somebody can be old enough, but his ways are different. It doesn't help. You can look at it and say, you behave like a child. Yes, because it is not by his age, it is by the information he has. Are you there with me? In child psychology, we studied something in child psychology and we're able to understand that in child psychology, a child can do well not because of his DNA alone, but a child can do well because of his environment. So when you pick two children and place them in two different environments, one in the environment of a village and other in the environment of an enlightened city, Okay, where all the amenities and everything is at the disposal of the child. And then you deprive the other also of such amenities. You put them together, you leave them for a certain period, bring them together again. You realize that in their thinking and their rationale in terms of doing things, the one that has the exposure does better than the one that does not have the exposure. Hello? Now, swap them again Put the one that had exposure into the place where there is no exposure and bring this person who didn't have exposure into the place of exposure and give them some time. Now, after some time, bring them together again. The one did not, that did not have the exposure or the information then now comes into a place of enlightenment. He becomes more enlightened as against the one who you took to the other place. So, it is critical for you to know that Whatever you are exposed to or what you hear determines the way you react. Because God made it that Bible says that God told us in the book of Jeremiah that I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They are thoughts of good and not of evil that I will bring you to an expected what? End. Say expected end. So the end is expected. The end is not determined by you and I. But if it is expected end, then it means that there is a process to get to that end. Hello? So getting to that end is not automatic. It comes by a process. God came to Genesis chapter 12 and told Abraham, he said, get out of your country and go to the land that I will show you. And I will make you great. Genesis 12. He didn't say, I have made you great. He said, I will. In other words, it is a process. So greatness evolves. Greatness is not a dream. Greatness is not a desire. Greatness is not a, 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 a wish, but it is a process. So you realize that in the book of Genesis, the little boy Joseph had dreams. And the dreams are very promising. But in the promising dreams of the moon and the stars bowing down to him and the shafts of his brother bowing down to him was just the beginning. So for him to be what God wanted him to be, he went through what? A process, a process. Now the process he went through taught him things. Now for him to become the kind of a prime minister God wants him, God has to move him from a place into an enlightened society for him to be cultured and be trained to be able to fulfill God's purpose. So for the father you are a child of God, for the father you are born again, does not automatically mean that the resources of God and the blessings of God automatically comes into your hands. And that is the error of Christianity. We think that once I am born again, once I can speak in tongues, once I can dance and jump, that automatically my blessing is there. Listen to me. If you act in foolishness, the blessings of God cannot even come into your hands. Irresponsibility is not Christianity. Hello? 
So if we hide under the clock of irresponsibility, we hide under the clock of not getting information and not working on ourselves, and we think we can eat anything, we think we can behave any way, and at the end of the day, the spirit of the Lord is my strength. You are joking. The spirit of the Lord cannot be your strength. Do you know that it is stated in the Bible that little exercise profits the body? When was the last time you exercised? Do you know it is recorded in the word of God even the kind of food you should eat and the kind of food you shouldn't eat? When was the last time you took notice of your diet? So you eat anyhow, you drink anyhow, even in drinking there is moderation. It is stated in the word of God. So you eat anyhow, you drink anyhow, you don't exercise. You don't also even check your status. Your health status. How will you live to fulfill the promises of God for your life? Bible says the spirit of the Lord dwells in us. But the spirit of the Lord needed a house. Say a house. Now it is not a weak house. Because if you are sick, the anointing cannot work through you. So, in as much as God has his blessings for us, there is a human part that you and I have to fulfill to make the promises and the blessings of God come to pass in our life. God has done his part. It's left to you and I to do it. And the only way you and I can do it is to have knowledge and wisdom. Say knowledge and wisdom. Say knowledge and wisdom. One of the challenging things of the body of Christ is that even our Lord Jesus Christ at the age of 12 years was exhibiting wisdom and knowledge. But we grow and come to know the Lord and we don't want to use it. In Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. Hosea chapter number 4 verse 6. It is biblical. He said, my people are destroyed for lack of faith. I'm talking to you. We are preaching this morning. My people are destroyed for lack of faith. My people are destroyed for lack of money. My people are destroyed for lack of relationship. My people are destroyed for lack of beauty. My people are destroyed for lack of, of exposure. He said, my people are destroyed for lack of what? Knowledge. God is saying, now listen, because my people doesn't have knowledge, they are destroyed. In other words, even though I am feeling for them, there is nothing I can do because I have given them their evolution. I have given them their right to exercise everything I have given them to interact with their environment, to learn from their environment, to learn from life, to be able to mature and be able not to repeat the things they repeat again, but they continue doing it and because of that, they are destroyed. So, my people are not destroyed because of demons. Do you know that even a demon can destroy you because you don't have knowledge? Oh, come on, talk to me. You go through all kinds of deliverances and yet your problem stays where it stays because a deliverance without knowledge is bondage. 
You finish vomiting, you finish rolling, and you come back and still your problem is there. Because when the demon is cast out of you, even demons are intelligent. And, and when we study demonology, you understand. Who told you demons are fools? Who told you demons are not intelligent? Demons are highly, highly intelligent. That is why sometimes when you are casting them out and they know you are about to cast them out, they begin speaking. They want to engage you in conversation. They know what you do. They know where you sit. They know what you eat. A man was they, they put together for a deliverance section and a lady as part of the intercessory department, everybody was not supposed to eat and she went and ate. And came in and they were dealing with the demon. For the demon to frustrate the effort of the people. The demon, after manifesting the person, he said, ah, you, you are also casting me out. When they said nobody should eat, you have already eaten. Didn't you eat? Didn't you eat that? You see, the problem we have is that we think everything people tell us is of God. Because you don't know that we are what you call familiar spirit. And familiar spirit are familiar with you. The day you were born, they were assigned, they were assigned to your life too. So familiar spirit knows your name. He knows your address. He knows where you are coming from. That is why when it comes to prophecies and everything, the Bible says we should test the spirit and know. So as a child of God, how do you test? You can only test when you have information. I was reading the papers and I saw a whole multitude who has been released from the church and they were eating grass. And you have learned men of lawyers who were interviewed and they said, that, listen, when they ate it, they have life. You see, everything that's out of your ignorance, even if I said you carry this chair. Hello? Because I said carry the chair in the name of God. When you carry it, you have feeling. But it doesn't mean that it is of God. And that is what we don't understand. I can give you a stone and say this stone will work for you in the name of God. Because you see, God gives us the anointing and the grace because of the people. You don't know. God will not come and bother me in my comfort zone, in my bedroom and say come out and be a pastor when he doesn't have a need for him to fulfill. So it is because of you that is why God interrupted my life. That is why when it comes to you fighting the man of God, it is God himself that fights you. Because the issue is that God says that you have a need and I brought you someone I can trust to solve that need. So he becomes accountable to God to fulfill it. So that is why anyone that has not fulfilled the will of God or the call of God gets frustrated. Why? Because each time that he's refusing to accept the call, lives are perishing. And all the lives that are perishing on the day of accountability will be accounted unto him. On the day of accountability, I will give account about your life. And whatever I am teaching you, whether you obey it or you don't obey it, then I will give account about my family and how I took care of my home. Then I'll come to myself. Are you understanding me? So what am I saying? For lack of knowledge, my people do what? Perish. So it is not that we are perishing because there is a demon somewhere, but we are perishing because we lack knowledge. And every demon, you realize Jesus went somewhere and a demon met him. He said, have you come to destroy us before our time? The demons even knew their time. 
poor. And Silas, what took them into prison? After they, they went to Antioch and they were preaching and all those things, in Acts chapter 6, he said, and he said, lady, a young girl, who saw them and was saying that these are people of the way. They are preaching the gospel of Christ and they are doing this. They are, whatever the lady, the young girl was saying was true. But the young girl was possessed with the familiar spirit. And Bible says that, and Paul got angry and cast the spirit out. And because of that, because the girl's fortune telling brings money to what? To his masters. So his masters got angry and reported them first and were put into jail. Say knowledge. Say knowledge. So it's important for you to have knowledge. And I always insist that if you are my member, you should have knowledge. I'm not pleased you coming to church and going. Because listen to me, sometimes if you don't have the knowledge and you find some things, I'll help you to pray, but I'll leave you into it to learn. Because everything that you need to know in this house, I teach you. Amen. Tell the person you need knowledge. You see, the world is full of deception that you need knowledge and you need to understand the things for yourself. Instead, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. You have done what? Say you have rejected knowledge. In other words, it didn't mean that you did not hear. You heard it, but you didn't work with it. You have rejected knowledge. I also will reject you from being priest for me. Is that because you didn't accept knowledge? I, God, I will also reject you. You are doing something over and over. You come to church. Message is preached and you feel the word is talking to you. Instead of changing, you are still repeating it and you are still doing it. And message is preached and you are learning and you don't want to work with it. You sit in the radio, in your car, you open the radio and all of a sudden as if your pastor has agreed with our pastor and the message is coming and the thing is sitting you hard. Instead of you changing, you rather get angry then you switch it on to, to, to maybe it was on a doom FM. Then you get angry and move it from a Doom FM and take it to Peace FM. In Peace FM, after listening to all the, the songs you have to listen, the man of God comes to preach and when he's going to preach, the same thing you were doing, he starts talking about it, then you get angry and you switch it on and you go to uh, my FM. And then that, that also, things, every station you are going, as if you that day, they were talking about you. And instead of you knowing that God is trying to warn you about that thing, you rather get angry. And sometimes you come to church and have a spirit and have an attitude and say hey, pastor is talking about me. What has pastor got to do about your life and you don't see that God is using a vessel to warn you about your life and yet you deny it and over time what happens your life begins to deteriorate your business begins to go down your own life begins to become a shadow you begin facing frustrations and then you go around saying that it's a demon that is troubling you so you need to fast and begin to deal with the demon and you go to somebody who also tell you bring me this bring me that and you go and carry it so to you it's a demon but you don't see that you are the number one demon in your life God brings us into the atmosphere of his word so that he will instruct us to change. He said, my people are rejected. They rejected knowledge and I have also rejected them. From the day we became born again up till now, if we all will be obedient to work with the instructions we receive, I believe our Christianity would have been better. Our country, Ghana, would have been better. Our whole society would have been better. Our marriages would have been better. Because what will God gain by denying you his blessings? What will he gain? 
But we only get serious with God when we are in trouble. Immediately we get out of God and small money begins to come into our life, then we begin raising our shoulders. That is when we knew this thing is not my class and it's not my taste. He said, I also reject you from being priest for me because you have forgotten the law of your God. You have forgotten who? Is it the law of Ismaila? The law of who? Your God. He said, because you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. So the whole issue and the whole hula baloo and the challenges of our life and some, do you know there are certain castings and things you are doing that doesn't, it, it doesn't need for you to cast out? Because the whole issue is that we are lacking the knowledge. We are not applying it in our life. We are not living by what God says us. And sometimes what we do is just like your child stands before you and your child is lying to you and you know because before you call your child to question your child, you have seen what your child has done. And your child stands before you said, Kojo, did you do it? He said, no, mother. But you know your son did it. As a good mother or as a good parent, all that you do is that next time, don't do that again. But it doesn't mean that you know, you didn't know. If something gets lost in the house, you know who is the thief. Parents, are you here? Oh, tell me whether that is not true. You know who is the thief. But love compels you to still do what? Contain the person and help the person. So you find means of counseling and advising the person and all that. Now, if the person listens, the person becomes a better person. And check children who ends up miserable and ends up destroyed, they never heeded to counsel. Because God will always warn you in the path you are going. Whether you are a child of God or you are not a child of God, God will always warn you through incidences, through people talking to you. Sometimes casual statements can even come to you talking to you about your life. But what do we do? We get angry and you don't want to change. And there's sometimes there are some of us, friends that tell us the truth about us. They are our enemies. We want people who will pamper us and tell us what is not the truth. Do you know that when you have people who are street and they, are, they speak the truth, people don't like them. So it's a whole cycle because we are in the church. It's like preach on, but it enters here and goes out. Right from the pastor down to the congregation member. We are all having our own way. Having our own fun. He said, for this, we are destroyed. Nobody destroyed us, but we rejected knowledge. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse number 12 to 14, quickly. Ecclesiastes 7, 12 to 14. He said, for wisdom is a defense. Tell the person, wisdom is a defense. The next thing we are learning here is that if you have wisdom, it is a defense. In other words, wisdom gives you protection. Wisdom gives you a shield. And something to lean on. He said, for wisdom is a defense as money is a defense. So in other words, he didn't say money first. He said wisdom first. So you don't go looking for money when you don't have wisdom. Because when you have money and you don't have wisdom, you waste the money. There are people who get rich and they end up destroying the riches. Because the truth is that they went in for money and neglected wisdom. But Solomon said, give me wisdom. And Solomon had money. God said, for you asking for wisdom, I will give you money. 
Listen, ladies and gentlemen, some of the things we go through is not a demon, it's our attitude. He said, for wisdom is a defense as money is a defense. But the excellence of knowledge is that wisdom gives life to those who have it. So the, another thing here we learn about wisdom is that when you have wisdom, you have life. Tell the person, when you have wisdom, you have life. Tell the person, when you have wisdom, you have life. So if I am looking for life, I need wisdom. Because in getting that wisdom, it will tell me what I need to do to have life. And what I need not to do, not to get life. If somebody is on the highway of destruction, it means that a person knows. Say wisdom gives life. Say wisdom gives life. It's like give life to those who have it. Not those who doesn't have it. Those who do what? Ecclesiastes 8 verse 1. He said, who is like a wise man? It's a question. Who is like what? A wise man. And who knows the interpretation of a thing? It's a question. A man's wisdom makes his face shine. So wisdom can make your face shine. What it simply means is that if your face shines, you are favor. So wisdom gives you favor. So yes, I will pray for favor, but when I have a wisdom by God, my favor is automatic. Put your hand on and say, God, give me wisdom. And give me knowledge. I desire wisdom. And I desire knowledge. It is important. He said, a man's wisdom makes his face shine and the sternness of his face is changed. In other words, if you don't have wisdom, your face looks even sad. When people are coming to you, your face alone drives them away. You will say you are smiling, but your smiling is dry. Hello? And you can have everything, but you are not happy. But we see when wisdom is on you, it glows. It, it, it shows from your face. It, it makes people draw closer to you. Anybody sees you and wants to come close. When, when, when wisdom is upon you, your face, your face brightens. Your favor of God is so strong upon you that even anything you touch, you see it progressing. When wisdom is upon you, your, the grace of God gives you some defense and shield and protection that anywhere you step, you see things moving out. Moving on your way and everything falling in place. You need, you and I, we need wisdom. Say, tell the person, we need wisdom. You see, it is said in the book of Ecclesiastes that a tree is given and when a tree is supposed to be cut, he said the wise man will sharpen his axe. Hello? But the fool will not. So for instance, if a tree is given to somebody to cut within two minutes, the wise man sharpen his axe, he will take maybe about, let's say one, one and a half minutes sharpening the axe. You would think it's a waste. That is preparation. But the fool will just start because he said two minutes. Brr, let's go. He's cutting the tree. He will spend more energy and more time. Now the one that used one and a half minutes to sharpen the axe very well, he will use just less seconds to bring down that tree. Because when your axe is blunt, you waste more energy. But when your axe is sharp, you waste less energy. So tell the person it is critical to have knowledge. 
So I'm sharing with you on the 31 keys to unlock the greatness in you. With all this understanding, it means that I brought you on the page for us to agree that we need certain keys or certain principles for us to be able to bring the greatness that is in our life. Tell the person you need to bring it out. God can lock greatness in you, but you need to bring the greatness out. It is one thing to confess. It's another thing to activate. The first key or key number one is avoid indecisiveness. Avoid indecisiveness. Procrastination. The house is quiet. My mother taught me a story when I was growing up. She looked at me and said, the lizard always says he will build a house whenever it's about to rain. Do you know lizard doesn't have a house? They are the animal that doesn't have a shed because they are free range. They move everywhere. And he said, anytime it's about to rain, the lizard knows that, hey, I am in trouble because they enjoy the sunshine. So he said, the lizard doesn't have a house, but anytime it's going to rain, the lizard said, I'll, after this rain, I'll build a house. After this rain, I'll build a house. So the rains will come and beat him. Then after the rain and the sun comes, he said, hey, it's a new day. It's a new hour. And so the lizard forgets that he was beaten by the rain. Now he has seen the sun, so he forgets about it. He never built. So he waits until another raining time and said, ah, after this rain, hey, I will surely build a house because I can't suffer this thing again. And then the rain season passes and the sun comes and he forgets. A lot of us are like the lizard attitude. When you are in trouble, you will say, when I come out of this thing, it will be over my dead body to repeat it. So God, help me. God helps you. You are out. You are here. Now when you are here, say, ah. you have forgotten what you went through and what you said to yourself. And here rather you are doing worse than when you were here. indecisiveness. You can't decide for yourself unless somebody tells you that you are good. You don't believe you are good. Unless somebody stirs you up, you don't believe you can do anything. You can't decide for yourself. You, 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 whether you are going right or you are going left, you don't even know. You are like a wind and you are tossed by, the, by a wind. You just go left to the right like I... <laughs> Amata uh, Edu, uh, uh, the dilemma of a ghost. Should I go to Cape Coast or Winneba? You, you don't know, you are in a crossroad. And a lot of us are like that. And Bible said that the unstable man cannot receive anything from the Lord. The unstable woman cannot receive. So listen, it doesn't matter how many years I fasted, how many years I pray. I like fasting, I like prayer. It is very good and we need to practice it. But listen to me, the church has begun to hide under the clock of fasting and prayer for their own irresponsible life. It is about time that we put the fasting and prayer into right contest by becoming decisive and stable by wisdom so that the effort of God will not be wasted. 
Because you are in the fast and you are in the prayer, and but you are still abusing the principles of God. How can God bless you? You finish all this fast and finish all this prayer, and nothing is happening in your life, and you think it's a demon. It is about your attitude. Because if you are not decisive, how can God trust anything to your hands? And the Lord cannot go against his word. You don't like what I'm preaching to you. And we think automatically everything should work out for me. Listen, for the father, listen, listen, listen. It is good to fast and pray for a husband. Hello? But it will not take fasting and prayer to maintain a man. It takes your attitude. You can pray and fast for a job. It is good. But it doesn't take prayer and fasting to keep it alone. It takes your understanding of your work to keep the work that has given to you. Indecisiveness. There are a lot of us here. We are aspiring for greatness. We are praying, God bless me. God enlarge my course. I receive every prophecy that is placed upon our head. If we don't become decisive, the prophecy will be hanging there and it will not come to pass. What, as you sit down now, do you really know what your strength area is? What is it in your life that you think you can do? Do you really know yourself? What is your vision? What is the life of your direction? What is the direction of your life? It is critical. Because if you don't have direction of your life or vision or goal of your life and you are not firm in your decisions, you are not persuaded. Paul said, I am persuaded that neither death nor height nor life nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things yet to come shall separate me from the love of God. Because Paul is trying to say that I have decided to follow this and nothing can change my mind. There are people who say I am with you today. And tomorrow they are no more. Because the truth is that they have not even decided. They don't even know what they believe in. The book of James chapter 1 verse 6 and 8. He said, but when he asks, go to 5. Let me show you something. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask who? He should ask who? Oh, why don't be quiet on me. Hello? Are you in the house? Receive it! Mercy. <laughs> that is what the believer is looking for these days. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask who God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. Verse number six. But James is building an argument. He said, if anybody lacks wisdom, he should ask what? God. And God gives generosity without fault. So before you tell me that, Pastor, he said without fault. So in other words, even if I order my life well or I am not, I'm indecisive, God will still bless me. Before you come to tell me that, he said but. And but is a conjunction or a statement of fact that negates the first principle. Hello. <laughs> he said, but when he asks, that means there is a conditional, a condition there because, but if a conditional what statement, he said, but when he asks, 
He must believe. So it is a God who do the believing. You and I have to do what? The believing. And he said, and not doubt. Say, and not doubt. Uh Uh-huh, we are getting there. So there are conditions we need to fulfill to receive that generously from God. So the generosity of God is premised on condition. Oh, I don't know whether I am preaching to somebody here. So I cannot just walk my life anyhow and expect God to be blessing me. God is not a waste God. That is why when Jesus fed the 5,000 afterwards, if he's a waste God, in fact, God is more like a... Our brothers in the UK, they don't waste. After he has finished feeding them, he said, gather the fragments together. He was teaching them the principles of preservation and not waste. Hello? He said, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea. Have you been to the seashore before? What does, how does the wave behave? No matter how high the tide is, when it gets to the shore, it smoothens up. Another tide has to rise up again. I used to enjoy that when I was growing up. I go one of the greatest areas I go is to the sea because we, that's where we, 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 we are. Amen. And it is good to be there. Ah, I love it sometimes. Free air. No payment. This is Greek. Go and find out. He said... He who doubts is like a wave of the sea. In other words, the wave of the sea is not stable. The tide can rise, but it is not stable. They are not even. He said, he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. And if that happens, listen to what he says in the verse 7. He said, that man, you can substitute it with that woman. You can substitute it with that girl. You can substitute it with your name. You can substitute it with my name. So let me take it first before he say, I have used you. Go ahead and give the Lord a clap. He said, that Ismailer should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. Did he say that he's an unbeliever? No. Did he say that he doesn't have a... No. He said, because he's unstable, he should not think he will receive. But didn't he say God gives generously? Is God contradicting his word? No. He said that man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man. Unstable in all he does. Tap somebody and ask him, is your mind double? So do you tell me, he said, so I have fasted, I have prayed, I have believed God and I'm not receiving. I said, ah, he's a witch somewhere. And he, and he says, sometimes, listen to me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. If you understand even scriptures very well, the witch is supposed to be afraid of you and not you being afraid of the witch. If you and a witch are staying in a house and a witch is comfortable than you, then you have a problem as a believer. Oh, no, 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 don't let us deceive ourselves. Because we have believed these lies and it listen to me, the word of God empowers you the right the, the righteous. It says in the book of Ephesians, Christ has been exalted far above. Principalities and powers, we call them the new creation realities. And so when we receive Christ, he said that we have also been exalted with him and we are sitting far above principalities and powers. So in other words, in the realm or in the scale of the structures of heaven, after 
Christ, after God comes Christ, and after Christ, we are there with him. We are even above angels. You don't understand it. So, in the structures of demonic world, according to Ephesians chapter 6, that tells you that put on the whole armor of God, it says, for we wrestle not against, power, uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. That is their structure. But as a child of God, you and I are above these principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and wicked spirits. That is why Jesus said that the little boy or the least person in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. So when you receive Christ, you receive some kind of power to be able to do so your environment listen if you obey God and walk with God your environment becomes uncomfortable for anything that is not of God to stay in your environment when he gets there he gets irritated and he has to run but when you see when your life is not in conformity with God's word your environment is polluted and anything that is polluted can stay in your environment and will feel comfortable who am I talking to when you understand the power of God the power of God is what drives the things away it is not you to drive it away Jesus never looked for any demon but Bible said when he appears, the demons will see him and begin flying. And they will say, ah, have you come to destroy us? They begin screaming before the time. When he looks at them eyeball to eyeball, fire comes out. Listen to me. You cannot be a child of God and be a weakling if you know your God. Which African family, even in the European world, that doesn't have a demonic background. Talk to me. But right now when I tell you that your whole problem that you are going through is an anti somewhere, you will believe that one more than the truth I'm sharing with you. And you will leave this church fuming instead of you taking the word and making the weapon so that that auntie can look straight into us and tell you, who is your God? I came trying you, but I couldn't. There is a power that is around you. I remember some people ganged up and I didn't know what was going on. I was only praying. And later when the team manifested, they went back and were saying that, look, when we came around, we saw fire around the person. The thing is that Bible says that the Lord builds a hedge of fire around the righteous. It's a knowledge. The angels of the Lord encamp around the righteous. It's a knowledge. And when you have that knowledge, you walk in that. It's simple. Hello. Oh, come on. Now I preach it to you. There are some of you, you can vacate your room and you will not sleep there. Because you saw some cockroach and saw some leader somewhere say, hey! This one, you are coming from my village. I read something in the newspapers. I don't doubt it. Listen, I believe so strongly. I've dealt with demonics and I know what it takes like. And some of you have not seen. Have you seen demons giving karate before? Oh, come on. Have you seen them before? Have you seen demons trying to climb buildings before? <laughs> We've dealt with different kinds of them by the grace of God. You've seen nothing. Amen. Amen. Have you seen dogs with two heads? But listen to me. There is none of them can be compared to the power of God in the child of God. Yes. If you know your God. Pastor, me, I can sit on this chair. It's a promotion chair, but anybody that sits on it will die. Who told you? 
If you don't know your God, then you will vacate that seat for them. But if you know your God, he has to come and pack his bag and package and go. Because greater is he that is in you than the one that is in the world. You are not just confessing it. You just know of it. You see, there is a difference between confessing something and knowing. You can confess something, but whilst you are confessing, you are afraid because you don't even know. But the knowing is not the one who knows does not even talk. It is important for you to realize that God has given us power. Say power. Say power. You see, it's amazing that the devil is afraid of us and we are afraid of the devil. Because we lack information. Say from today. I pray that Lord help me from the spirit of indecisiveness. Grant me stability. In my life. In Jesus name. He said that double minded man is unstable in all he does. Unstable in all he does. He shouldn't think. Tell the person he said he shouldn't think. So it doesn't matter how many oil is poured on that person's head. It doesn't matter what prophecies is given to that person. The fact that, listen, it's not that the oil is not effective. It's not that the player is not effective. It's not that the prophecy is not effective. Some of you go back and come back and say, eh, they prayed for me, I didn't even see anything. They gave me a prophecy, I didn't see anything. No, no, no. God never said that after giving the prophecy, you should go to sleep. And live anyhow. Once you know that there is a prophecy on your head, that is where you rather become more responsible of your life. And begin to walk as such and behave as such. So that what has been said will be able to come to pass in your life. God promises you healing. And that you are going to be, that is when you rather go around eating anything. So once God has healed me, now I have the liberty to eat the things I'm not able to eat before. Hello. God said, he is blessed me with money. Now he said I'm a billionaire. So I have to go and look for, go to the boutique and say, hey, come on. The Lord said, now I'm a billionaire. Can you give me suit X, Y, Z? You pointed out. Later tomorrow, I'll come and pay you, eh? And then you wear it, you are going. Because I said I should walk like a billionaire. So I'm walking like a billionaire. You know we have believers like that. I am the head and not the tail. I am blessed and highly favored. I am more than the conqueror. Do you know who you are dealing with? The heavens is the Lord and the earth thereof. And all that is in it, I am the son of the king. They will come and arrest you and beat you up. That is not what God taught you to do. Am I talking to somebody? You can you have the license to confess, but you have to confess and walk in dignity. The Bible says, Give it to me, I can pay you everything because the Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. somebody say mercy say mercy so, so, so we have a lot of believers who are living beyond, far beyond their means now who pushed you into it hello a car you can't afford you say you want to drive it sometimes I look at people's it's good to have a vision no problem listen God taught us the principle of moderation. Not the principle of waste. 
every child of God, you should know that that is why he said, go to the ant and learn their ways. The ants are known as uh, uh, incense that deals with moderation and uses their intelligence. So in times where there is sun, they gather and store. And so that during the rainy season, they can live on what they have stored so that they don't have their reserve depleted. But the child of God doesn't know these things and sometimes we deplete our resources and we go around as if we are beggars. Listen to me, you can't live life like a grasshopper. That is why you can't have a grasshopper's mentality. Grasshoppers come in and they are doing like this. She cannot be hopping all the time. She need to be stable. She need a stable mind. She need a focus. She need a modern life. She need a vision. She need to make the power of God into effect. And that depends on you. Tell the person that depends on you. So tell the person, don't be indecisive. Because you can't receive anything from the Lord. The Lamb of God who died and rose again and lives forever. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC East Legon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Audu, visit us online at www.icgcislegon.com or email us to icgcislegon at yahoo.com or call us on 57 and 57 You can also worship with us on Sundays, first service, 7 a.m., second service, 10 a.m., on Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. for our teaching service. And Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. for prayer service. You can also connect with us on YouTube, Facebook, and Skype. God richly bless you.